0: For CUSO, and then after that, I stayed on, like some of these other people have said, and stayed on and on, until 2007. Mm-hmm. So I was there for 20 years wow. in Vanuatu, but not uh, uh, well, um, only as a CUSO cooperant at that time for two years. Yes. Now, True. I was recruited from Toronto as a manager of a furniture factory. And furniture making and designing is my background, and um, uh, somebody within the Kyuso establishment had known me from Kenya, where I had owned my own furniture factory, small one, and made furniture for the Norfolk Hotel. If you <laughs> know oh, anything yeah. about that, yeah. oh wow, yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's true. And I worked, but that's before Cusco, for the Forester Department in Uganda. Wow. yeah, in 1960. And to promoted Ugandan timbers. Yep. Yeah, so it's a long time ago. Yeah. And anyway, for Cuso, I went out in 88. But um, when I was offered the job, um, I told them, you must find out whether they'll accept a woman. Because it's no good if I go out to a furniture factory with 15 to 20 Melanesian men, you know, black men, um, if they aren't willing to accept a woman. So that was the first thing in... The word came back, that's okay if I knew my job, <laughs> so uh, out I went. Um, and uh, we tried, or I tried, over the, summer, another TUSA cooperant had uh, started the business in um, uh, 1985 and was there for his two years and renewed for one and, and then didn't want to stay there any longer. But he was a very clever man. I mean, he was a very good man. He had left a lot of drawings and had established the business really well. Um, So I had a good grounding to to work on. Um, But I was told by CUSO to begin with, and I was recruited, that it was a cooperative. cooperative. And that would be logical for CUSO to uh, support a thing like that. But when I got out there and within two weeks had a look at the filing cabinets and the papers and everything, I realized it was just a straightforward limited company. So we were into making money. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, it must be one of the very few CUSO projects that was a money-making project. Now it had had been established in 85 by a group of uh, uh, men who were working for uh, an Australian who had a furniture business and he... uh, uh, was a drunkard and uh, couldn't make it go and uh, disappeared. And the people (coughs) then went to the government and said, we would like to take over this factory, the the men. And the government said to them, we have no knowledge. We have no knowledge in this field. We don't know what to do. This was in 1984. And we have no money to give you. But why don't you go to CUSO? And CUSO had an office in in, uh, Um, Port Vila at that time, and that's what they did. They did uh, an assessment as to whether they should uh, take on this project, and decided that it was worthwhile doing it. And so they lent this little group of men uh, 30,000 Canadian dollars at 5% 5 a year. And um, I think we must be the only little CUSO project that has ever paid back the money. Oh. <laughs> 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 and Paid it, it back on time. But of course, we were a money-making business, and so after my first two years out there, it was apparent we had already gone through two of the local Melanesians to try to train them as managers. But what? I have found, what I found for many, many years out there was that, I, had, I regret to have to say that, but they had great difficulty in not having the fingers in the till. And whenever we uh, tried to establish uh, a system whereby you know, either they looked after the money or they tried to sell the furniture on other islands in the Vanuatu, the money didn't come back. It mm. was just uh, 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 a sad business. But, so we went through in all uh, four, four different uh, uh, Melanesians. I mean, you may say, why did you stay so long? But uh, the thing was that they they could not manage the business on their own. They were excellent cabinet makers, excellent cabinet makers, but they were not trained in business at all. And they didn't have this sense that the money that came in had to be accounted for, or it had to be used to... Buy new supplies um, um, and be divided out in dividend also. Um, so um, uh, it took a number of years. And um, in, 90, in 1994, I uh, uh, we thought we had trained up uh, one person to take over from me. I had then been there for six years, and we thought we had this gentleman to do that. I mean, it was one of the cabinet makers that we had brought into the office and taught him how to. Make quotations for customers and to import and to fill out the forms for government and things like that. Um, And I took a job in a sawmill, way up beyond in uh, uh, in uh, an island called Espiritu Santo, up in the northern part of uh, Manuatu. Um, And after about two years. I got a message and saying would I come back again <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it, uh, uh, it was a question really of the money the, the, uh, because when the money wasn't coming in or staying there, you know, the whole thing was just falling. So I, uh, I went back and I was actually there from, I, I, I delayed and, and started working with them again in 97. Uh, and then I was there until 2005, and at that time I turned 70, and I thought, now I, uh, I will do it. But then we had trained yet another man, and he was trained by the French government on before independence. Vanuatu is a condominium. That means that, that in 1906, the French government and the British government decided they were going to join together and govern Vanuatu. And in 1980, the New Hebrides, as they were before, became independent. And uh, they called it Vanuatu from then on. Um, but, um, um, sorry, I lost my train of thought there. Um, the yeah, the he French. was trained by the French. And he had an excellent, uh, he was an excellent, excellent cabinet maker. And he is now in charge and took <laughs> over. And, I was out there because I, over these many years, made a lot of friends. I um, went out from September to December, just last year, a few months ago. I I was out in Vanuatu, and it's still going strong and now they are making money and I am so happy. And uh, it was started in 19... uh, the first CUSO volunteer came out before me in 1985. Mm -hmm. And so, last year, it was their 25th anniversary and we had a party. And celebrated the fact that they are uh, in existence. They are making money. They are running it totally without any white assistance. And I think that that's wonderful. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Anyone else? Did you get your picture? Yeah. Wow. I know that there's lots of stories and I've heard many and I so appreciate hearing your stories and for you sharing them. Today, actually, um, the, there was a gentleman here that recognized you. Oh, really? Re- Greg right, uh, Re- uh, yes. Oh, yes, his father was one of the pioneers yes. and he said, I know that lady. <laughs> so thank you all very, very much for joining us this evening. The 50th is in Ottawa coming up in June. And I'll be back. And I'm looking for a committee of RVs to help us uh, and community volunteers. I'm looking at these guys; <laughs> they stayed the whole time um, to help us do these kinds of events where we uh, present the opportunities for so and VSO here. Vancouver Island has a stellar uh, recruitment uh, uh, percentage compared to the country, so. Mm-hmm and a lot of them went actually to the islands. It's amazing, you look at the list from Vanuatu and it's very, that went to Vanuatu and PNG, etc. cetera. It's very large. So thank you all very much. If you wouldn't mind help us uh, wrap this place up, it would be so appreciated. Thank you and thanks for the food. Certainly offer my services as a community volunteer. Yeah, sorry.